Over 100,000 students finished school in Australia at the end of last year. As school leavers, the lack of experience our young adult children have places them at a great risk of making mistakes they will remember and suffer from for a long time. I heard recently that before they reach the age of 20, many school leavers are already in debt by more than $15,000 for consumer goods. Over 70% of young people say that they feel pressured to buy things in order to keep up with friends, buy commercials on TV and radio, and because of the need to fit in with social expectations. Hi, I'm Carolyn Mose, co-host of the podcast series Succeed With Money, which is an initiative of the Spending Planners Institute. The Institute is the leading authority in providing education and assistance in helping people to remove their money stress, solve their everyday money problems and get back in control of their lives. You know, nobody fails with money on purpose, so every week in our podcast, we're exploring the causes of money stress and the solutions so our listeners can succeed with money. I'm here with David Wright, and today we'll be looking at how badly we fail our young adults as they leave school and enter life as an adult responsible for not only their money, but their own decisions. They're taught so little in the way of money skills at school, which sets them up for failure before they even get started. So what advice should we give our school leavers to help them avoid the perils of not only financial adulthood, but just the perils of adulthood in general? Hi, David. Hi, Carolyn. As an ex-high school teacher of about 20 years, you're getting pretty close to my hobby horse here. <laughs> I find, look, I used to find it so frustrating that we teach our kids at school lots of theoretical stuff and neglect practical stuff like money management 101. So we're yeah, really, really on my favourite topic here. Well, you know, and it's not only that, David, because I too spent 20 years in education yep. and it constantly amazed me at how little we teach our children, our young adults, about how to just live in the real world on a day-to-day -day basis. You're absolutely right there. And I think, you know, it's really important for our school leavers to recognise, and, and you know, I think back to when I was 17 and just finished school, I probably was guilty of getting this wrong. But what I'm going to say is you know, school leavers need to understand that now, now they've finished high school, they haven't actually just arrived, they've actually just begun this, mm. this journey of life. And, and they have a choice and they have to make a choice. And, you know, like there's so many choices along the way. What we're going to talk about here today will only scratch the surface, but we're going to give the basics, I guess, for any young people that maybe have just left school or, or any, anybody who listens in, in the future who's starting out or feels like starting out. Mm. We're going to touch on some of those. So, um, it's, you know, I reckon anybody that's, no matter where they are, expect to be a lifelong learner. Yeah. Um, in fact, I remember after I finished school, I thought to myself, that's it. You know, I threw, had a bonfire, burnt the school books, <laughs> burnt the pencils, the rulers, everything. Um, <laughs> and I was so misguided because you, know, you, you can't not be a lifelong learner and be successful. So my number one recommendation here for kids starting out is to look at successful people and learn from their stories. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, like I'm, there's plenty of people that you could think of. And I, I know Tony Robbins is one of your favorites. 
Oh, absolutely. And the other one that I really love is Oprah Winfrey. Their, their stories of where they started from are just so powerful and they're really something that, you know, our young people need to be, people that they need to be listening to, you know. Looking up to and learning from, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I would say Richard Branson as well. Because yep. he's somebody who sort of dropped out of school. I think, um, you know, like he had a pretty rough start. So mm-hmm. you, you could learn from him and go, well, if he can do that, so can I. Yep. Robert yep. Kiyosaki, I don't think there are too many people who haven't read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Cashflow Quadrant and a whole swag of books uh, and well, even played the board game. That, yeah. You know. And, you know, David, but a lot of our young people haven't. And it, it's kind of like if I knew back then what I know now, I would have given my kids such <laughs> different information, you know. Yeah, very valid um, point. Yeah. So, David, in the Cashflow Quadrant book, they talk one my, about... One of my favourites, Yeah. One of your favourites, yeah. Yep. They talk about the four things um, that we can be. Do you want to give us a bit of yep. information on well, that? Well, I, I think a bit of background on that. Like, I think back to when I left school and all I wanted to be was a rock and roll star. My <laughs> parents encouraged me to, to get some kind of other career path underway and I became an apprentice. But And luckily I did that because it set me up for <laughs> the next part of my life after being a rock star didn't work out. <laughs> yeah, good. I, I recognise now, and I guess everybody has this experience looking back, at just how little I knew. Mm. And if I'd understood, and, and you mentioned cash flow quadrant. So I had no idea that, you know, if I went and got a job, that was what most people thought, okay, I left school, maybe I'll go and do to university and get qualified to get a job, or maybe I'll just go and get a job. I got a job as a trainee, as an apprentice, so I kind of had to work my way through the, the annual pay rises to get, you know, to be a, a metal worker that I was. But a lot of people don't think past that. So cash flow quadrant is about being one of four, an employee where you go to work, come home, do what the boss tells you while you're at work and you get paid and do what you like in your spare time and you basically switch off when the siren blows. That's, that's showing my industrial background. <laughs> um, <laughs> yep. And switch on when the, when the siren blows the next morning, you know. Mm. Um, yep. So between work, hours, it's just do what you like. Don't think about work because it's, your time's your own. Some people get really good at what they do and think, you know what, I'd like to start my own business as a whatever. And so they become self-employed. So they still go to work. They still come home. But when they come home, they keep working because they've got quotes, bills, customers. You know, um, you probably end up working 80 hours a week and get paid for 40. But you do have the excitement of being responsible for your own destiny. And whether that's good or bad or indifferent is probably totally up to you. The third one that Robert points out in this book, Cashflow Quadrant, because the quadrant sort of divides a page into four pieces. So employee was top left, self-employed was bottom left, top right corner was business owner. So a business owner is somebody who's a little bit smarter than being self-employed. They actually employ other people to do the work, um, but they're responsible for making sure that everyone knows their role, what the business is about, what the business model is, that the business model is actually competitive, profitable, sustainable, and stuff like that. So you know, a real business owner doesn't need to be there every day to ensure the business runs smoothly, but they do need to have a hand on the steering wheel. And um, my perfect favourite example of that is McDonald's, where they've got 
15-year-olds who cannot tidy their bedroom for love or money, but they actually <laughs> yeah. run a multi-million dollar business because they've been taught a procedure, paid to do it, and the process makes the whole thing tick. So a business is all about a system and having people work the system. So employee, top left, self-employed, bottom left, business owner, top right, and then the, the bottom right is an entrepreneur. Who, An entrepreneur is somebody who, I, look, I, just, I define it by saying there's somebody who, who sees things that, that could be different than what they are, recognise that there is a profitable journey between how they are right now and how they could be in the future, and they see these, see these opportunities to change the world from how it is to how it could be, and they recognise um, the, those opportunities that are profitable and those that aren't and the ones that should be avoided. So mm-hmm. they're, they're the real out-of-the-box thinkers. Yeah. Yep. And so, but you know what, David, most young school leavers, okay, so they're 17 and they've got this basic mindset of um, being excited. They think the world's their oyster. They can't wait to try it. All the exciting things that they think the world has to offer, <laughs> yep. you know. And I mean, many will also just do whatever's expected of them by their parents, okay. Um, many will just fall into, you know, whatever they fall into with no real goal or ambition. Yeah, well, you know, I, I kind of fell into a job because my parents thought that I needed to have a backup plan beyond rock and yeah, roll. Yeah, beyond being yeah. a musician, yeah, because yeah. you're not going to make money being a musician. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but see, because no, and, and no one told you, no one told me, no one told us about setting goals, about even what a goal was or what, can, what they can really achieve. And, I, you know, it's even passion, David, and I know it's taken me, what, almost 60 years. 100 years. years. Oh, well, oh. <laughs> thank you. Um, almost, oh, that's right. You're, I, I'm older than I'm, you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're older than me. Almost 60 years to find out what I'm passionate about and what I actually love to do. Yep. And so, uh, you know, it's for these, for these young guys, young, young girls and guys, um, they don't really know what they're passionate yep. about. Well, well see, they don't I, even know what they can get passionate yeah. about. Well, see, I went through those four cash flow quadrants because, I, you know, if I'd have known what those four were and had a chance to actually think about which one I wanted to be, um, I'm not even sure what a rock and roll star is. I don't know which quadrant <laughs> that fits into. <laughs> but yeah. but mm. I know working in a metal trade, I had the opportunity to be an employee or self-employed. Yep. or a business owner, I'm not sure how I probably could have stretched it to be an entrepreneur, but that, you know, who knows? But, you know, like, and I guess no one does know, but I wish mm. I had known. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think, you know, really good advice for our school leavers who are so green, who think they've arrived and, you know, mm-hmm. it's going to be one big party. Yep. Take a look around you and look at the different people that are in your immediate family how successful are they? Who are the ones that are happy? Who are the ones that are cranky and grumpy? Um, and look at the successful people and have a close look at them and, and recognise that here you are at the first rung of a ladder that can go as high as you choose, and you, but you need to be prepared to start on the first rung of the ladder mm-hmm. and work your way up. How many, how many older people have you heard of, Carolyn, that say, oh, the young people today... You know, they want to. They want to. They want to get their first job as being the boss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I look. There's probably a bit of truth in that, but good on them for having aspirations to be the mm. boss. But yeah, you've, 
So you, you've got to be prepared to start at the first rung and work your way up. It's, it's that simple. But, you know, like I think one of the best pieces of advice that you could give someone who's just starting out is to always look to do your best and improve on who you are. No one's interested in someone whose attitude is, I don't want to be here. So you'll easily stand out if you just decide, I'm going to do my best and always look to improve myself. You know, and advice that I, I learned from reading a book called The Road to Financial Freedom by Bodo Schaefer. He had a suggestion in one chapter on you know, how to increase your income. He said, you know, look around your workplace and just look for the problems because you'll, you know, everybody's got complaints about their workplace. There's, you know, this is wrong, that's wrong, somebody else isn't doing something the right way. Mm. So look at these problems, pick one of them, Go to your boss and offer to solve the problem. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you've got to do all the work. It just means, hey, boss, can, you, can I be in charge of solving this problem that I've noticed we seem to have in this workplace? Mm. Immediately, you'll get recognised. Um, the boss is going to go, wow, you know, here's somebody who stands out, leadership material, you know. <laughs> and before you know it, you'll be upwardly mobile and getting promoted increasing your income and, and starting that journey of improving yourself to who, you know, who knows where. Mm, mm, Although yeah. one, one piece of advice I would give, you know, as your income increases, realise that no amount of income will ever be enough. So be satisfied with where you're at, mm. even though I don't want you to be satisfied with where you're at, always look to be doing better. Yeah. But, but as far as income goes, accept the fact that, you know, no number of pay rises will ever give you enough. So be just learn to live with the income where you're at. Yeah, yeah. So, true. Carolyn, I I think you have a little story to tell us that, that well, will put the whole school leavers thing into, into perspective, maybe. Yeah, I do, David. Because and I mean, it's really important for these guys because they now have a choice. You know, when yeah. they were at school, they, they got up in the morning, they got dressed for school, they went to school, they came home, they basically did what their parents said, you know. Yeah. What the system um, told them to do. Yeah. And what the system told them to do, that's right. So so now, you know, the, as I said earlier, the world is their oyster. So let me tell you a story of two school leavers, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So school leaver A, um, this little person gets a job, um, revels in having money to spend. This is awesome. Yep. Um, they, they live at home, and but they don't pay their parents any board, okay? So everything's laid on for them. Yep. So um, they save their money, they buy a brand new sports car, but they buy the sports car on high purchase because they haven't got enough to pay cash for it, yep. okay? So yep. they're living life to the absolute max, okay? So yep. then they go, well, this is really cool. I like this life. So then they go and buy a speedboat on high purchase as well. Okay. Right, so two toys, yes. <laughs> two toys. Okay. So unfortunately, um, this young person crashes the car and writes it off. Okay. Oh, yeah. Then a little while later, sink the boat one weekend while they're skylarking with their friends. So down goes the boat. Okay. <laughs> Google, Google. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So then this, this person meets the girl of his dreams and he gets her pregnant. Okay. Mm -hmm. So... He now moves away from home to be the father of his son who, and he's now living with his new partner, okay? Yeah. So now he has to, um, you know, he's, he's lost his job that he had, so now he has to get another job and the only job he can get where they're living is a low-paying job working as a labourer, okay? Yep. And you know what? He hates the life he's created for himself. 
Okay. That sounds like a dismal kind of a story. Thank you for sharing well, that. It really is. Well, but let, let me tell you about School Leave a Bee. Well, actually, okay. before you do that, I reckon there would be thousands, if not millions, of people in the world who probably have taken a similar path as your school leaver, A there? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, some of those people we were talking about earlier, their life stories probably weren't a lot different to that at the beginning. Yep. They came yep. from really, you know, some of the most famous people that, that we know um, have had really poor beginnings, you mm-hmm. know? Yep. Um, so, school leave the okay? Yep. This, this young person goes to university, studies to become a pharmacist, okay? Yep. Um, he sees his friend having a great time and all these great experiences, um, but he feels real emotional discomfort in seeing what he's missing out on. However, he sticks to his studies, okay? Right, eh? yep. He buys a second-hand car that's a bit of a bomb, but it gets him where he needs to go, okay? Yep. When he finishes his course, he's offered a high-paying job, meets the girl of his dreams and yep. plans on getting married before having children, okay? Yep. He buys a brand-new sports car and pays it off in six months. He saves a deposit for his first house in three years because he's got this great high-paying job, okay? Right. So, so there's a stark contrast, isn't there? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, so would you say that A was just life kind of happened as it he made some decisions to buy buy toys, mm. but it was kind of like life unfolded. Whereas B, he he chose the path. Is that where we're going with that? Well, I yeah, I I think the thing is, David. Yes, um, student B chose his path, right? Student A chose his path as well. But what we have to understand is that everything in life is a compromise point is you can't have everything that glitters now and not have financial hardship later on okay which is Um, what happened to a yeah well that's right so you can make a choice to be person a or person b and you can give yourself permission to have fun with your newfound freedom but remember pleasure can often lead to pain okay yeah so what you're saying here is that life probably should be approached as a marathon not a sprint because mm-hmm. a he's out of the box and <laughs> fun 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 yeah and b yep. was okay i'm prepared to forego the fun 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 for a little while yeah yeah he was a marathon runner yeah that's right so, so you know well are you, are you saying just like what these school leavers should decide is to just have no fun and just no. be boring yeah, no, not at all. But these school leavers now have a choice, okay? So yeah. what we want to offer them today is just a few tips to get them started on that exciting journey into financial adulthood, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and there are ways to do it that where they can still achieve what they want, they can still have fun, but they have to put some rules in place. And I know that's a terrible thing to say to a 17-year-old, you know, oh, let's, let's put some rules in place. Um, but let's let's just give them a few tips that are going to help them on that journey, okay, yep. to be successful in that journey. All right. So you want me to give you my number one first tip? Go for it. <laughs> if you're earning money, live within your means. <laughs> Spend mm-hmm. less than you earn. Live below your means. Living below your means is even better. Yeah, but live within your means, uh, and at worst, you know, don't spend any more than you are, than you earn. But ideally, save some of it, and yep. and that sort of comes back to the richest man in Babylon, where the, the whole book was about pay yourself first. You know, on payday before you get to spend anything, save some of your money. Mm. 
Yeah, and, and probably every teenager leaving school right now, their granny would say, if you want my top tip, save some of your money. Mm, yeah, absolutely. But that's number one. What's yours? Okay, number two, choose your friends wisely, okay? Oh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's so important to consider who you're going to hang out with, right? And yep. to, that, to that matter, even to consider who you're going to date, right? Yep. Um, some of your friends are going to encourage you to spend your money foolishly. You know, down at the pub, it's, it's shout night, so you get to shout the other 10 <laughs> people that are there, and there goes 100 bucks or more, you know. Yeah. Um, because, you know, if you're hanging out with the wrong type of people, those attitudes are going to rub off. Okay. I saw that I saw it as a school teacher all the time, you know, kids getting in with the wrong crowd and then their yep. life just spiralling downwards. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, I agree, it's absolutely critical. Choose your friends very wisely mm. Um, mm. because, yeah, you can get taken in the wrong direction. And, and it's hard to, to, like, when you're heading in the wrong direction with a group of people to say, hang on a second, I don't want to be part of this. Mm. Yeah, well, that's right, exactly, yeah. exactly. So, so don't let it start is really good advice. Choose wisely and not get dragged into that kind of stuff. Mm, All right, yep. I got one for you. Commit to as few regular recurring bills as possible. You might notice that mine are all about money so far. Um, <laughs> but yeah, don't sign up for stuff where you're making regular monthly payments for the phone, for the internet, for the, all of these things that you can sign up for. Yep. Stay out of other people's clutches as long as possible. Mm-hmm. And, and when, but for those things that you do sign up for, make sure you pay them on time because that's going to give you a good credit rating, yeah. which will help you. You know, it's not just a good habit; it's going to help you to sort of get into the. You know, I've I've seen so many kids who are so unconscious about money, mm-hmm. and they don't really know. So you you want to basically go, okay, make a decision right from the word go. I'm going to be good with money. And yep. develop good money habits. Yep. If there's no money in your bank account, then stay home, you know. Yeah, um, well, that's right. Yeah. You know, and the thing afford, is, yeah, you go. I was just going to say, it's it's really important, you know, with those recurring payments that they have for their phone or for the, you know, their internet or whatever, to arrange the payments to come out of their account the day after they get paid so yep. that those payments are paid on a regular basis. The money goes out of their account. They don't even see it. You know, they don't even miss it. And look, you know, when you start out, you've got no money, you've got nothing. So you, everything that you achieve, you've got to do it in some kind of resourceful way. Mm, and the mm. easiest way is to let somebody else finance it and pay them back plus interest. The hardest way to do it is to deny yourself the fancy, flashy gadgets and speed boats and sports cars and things <laughs> and yep. work up to them. But yep. I'll give you a perfect example of what I see all the time. You, you the phone, you know, the young young kids these days all got to have their fancy phone. Mm-hmm. So they get their phone on a plan where the phone's part of the, what they're paying, yep. which is great. But two years in, they've just gotten off the plan. You know, they just paid for their phone. Mm. What do they do? They Release get the new another, another yeah. two years signed up for a new phone. What's wrong with the old phone? You know, like, yeah. I yep. don't understand that. So mm. um, yep. just be a little bit sensible, realise that, Money doesn't grow on trees and every dollar that you spend could be spent in a million ways, but the moment you've spent it, mm. the other 999,999 ways are gone. <laughs> I yeah, like well, having a million possibilities for the dollar that I haven't spent. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's my little hot tip. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, and, and about that, you know, it's the, the next tip is actually 
learn about personal finance and investing because money makes money, you know, and that little dollar that you saved, you can do something else with that. Um, I've, to... I've got a friend that says money likes to make babies. <laughs> I like that. Money, money makes money babies. Yep. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's right. Well, well that and comes, if... sorry, you go. Yeah, well, and I was going to say that comes back to reading reading those books, some of which we've already mentioned, yep. you know, um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Cash Flow Quadrant by Robert Kiyosaki and The Millionaire Next Door is a great, great book. For them Look, I, I actually didn't finish that book, but what I, I think I got about halfway through and I thought, already I got this. Yep. And, and the, the thing, the important lesson there is that um, the guys that wrote the book actually studied millionaires and they invited a whole bunch of millionaires to come along to this do that they put on to sort of start this, this study that they were doing. Mm. And they thought, oh, look, we're going to have these millionaires. So they hired the fanciest joint. They got the fanciest caterers to put on the fanciest food and they had expensive champagne and all, you know, like, because we've got millionaires coming, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and the, they went and they weren't interested in caviar. They were looking for the sausage rolls. Yeah. And they weren't right. interested in the fancy wine. They wanted to drink a beer. Yeah. Because it yeah. turned out that mil most millionaires don't look like millionaires. Mm. And mm. the people that look like millionaires are stony broke. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're trying so hard to look like millionaires. So you get some, that, that's a really, if every school leaver would read that book, it would give them some real perspective, I think, on if you want to be rich you want to be wealthy and you want to have a good life. Don't try to look like you're rich and live that rich lifestyle. Mm, Just mm. go steadily about the, the mission of putting some money aside, getting your money to make babies yep. and yep. just, you know, fly under the radar. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about the next one, David, because this is oh. my passion. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, can so, I announce it? <laughs> yeah, uh, if you want to. Okay. It's my baby because remember I'm doing the money ones. Yeah, okay. All right. As soon as you start one. to earn money, you need to have a spending plan. Why you go, Carolyn? <laughs> okay. So as a spending planner, this is what I do, right? Yes. And I just believe that having a spending plan, and for those who don't even know what a spending plan is, basically it's it's better than a budget. Okay, it's not a budget. And Wash your mouth out with soap. I know, exactly. Budget, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But the thing is, you need to have, they need to set up a plan for their money, right? Yeah. So that, as we said before, for those recurring bills that, um, that they have to pay, put it into a plan, into a spending plan so you know when they're coming up, so you know when you've got spare money, so you can then start your savings plan, you can allocate money to yourself to enjoy during the week. So yeah. by all means, you know, go out and, and enjoy your newfound freedom, but set a budget or set a set a target oh, amount. You can use the word budget there. That's okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> so set a budget for how much you're actually going to give to yourself, right? Yep. So by all means, reward yourself for the fact that you're doing well, you, you, you're earning income, you started on this life's journey, you're paying your bills on time. But it's, it's so... Having, having a budget or a spending plan, as we like to call it, is, is critical to your financial health. So it's also going to get you into the habit of saving each month and to know how much that you can save, okay? Yep. Um, but, you know, there's, there's a thing about saving that I want to say because a lot of people go, oh, you know, it doesn't really matter if I save money. I can. And actually, I'll tell you a quick story about a young person that I met. I had a, 
a roundtable discussion actually at my accountant's office, and yeah. and this young guy said to me, "Oh, I don't, I don't have any money in the bank. Why do I need a spending plan?" And I said, "Well, what did you do?" And he was. 22, 23, you know, yeah. and earning a good wage. And I said, well, what did you do with your first paycheck when, when you got your first paycheck? And he looked at me and said, spend it. And I said, okay, fair enough. I said, I'll, I'll give you That's that. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. I said, what did you do with your second paycheck? He said, spend it. Spend it. Yeah. I said, <laughs> I can see well, where we're going here. <laughs> exactly. And I said, okay, so now you've been working, you've been in the workforce for two years you've been earning, you know, 70,000 plus a year as a junior accountant and you don't have any money to show for it. Do you see a problem there? And he looked at me very sheepishly and said, oh, yeah, Maybe. probably. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so the thing is it's so easy for money to disappear unless you put a plan in place for it. So that's my absolute, I've put three asterisks on that one because it's so, so important to have a plan for your money. So Spending you plan, yep. Yep. And look, no, nobody can have everything. And I guess a spending plan and to a lesser degree a budget is all about deciding what you can have, living within your means, and then deciding, okay, I can work up from here. And the world is my oyster as a, you know, just starting out in life. Yep. But if I learn to live within my means and not spend at all, mm. when life throws some of those curved balls at me, yep. it won't be, you know, the, we said early in the intro, you know, some kids in the first couple of years out of school have things happen to them that set the scene for the rest of their life because they yeah. get themselves into so much debt yep. they never get to get out. Yeah, yeah. So well, there's my next tip then. Avoid mm -hmm. stupid debt. <laughs> yep. um, and there is such a thing as good debt but and bad debt and then there's stupid debt. And stupid debt is obvious from a distance, but when you're in it and you're you know, like, you want to buy that sports car and that boat that you quoted earlier mm -hmm. to me, for someone who's just left school and got their first job, a brand new sports car and a speedboat on higher purchase is stupid debt. Yeah. Yeah. Getting a credit card, you know, the credit cards are bad news because for some strange reason, we think that their money that we're spending on that credit card, we're disconnected from it. Like it's not spending our money. And, I, you know, I have people who put pocket money for their week in their wallet and then when they go to spend their pocket money because they've got pocket money, at the checkout they go, oh, hang on, I probably should keep some cash just in case. So out comes the credit card and the spending, the pocket money for the week goes on the credit card, mm, mm. but the pocket money's still in their wallet. Yeah. And so the next time they go, oh, I've still got my pocket money, they go to spend it, they do the same thing again. Yeah. And keep yep. the cash. <laughs> mm, and you can mm. spend your pocket money 10 times over and still have it in your wallet at the end mm. of the week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. that's stupid debt. Yeah. And that's yep. what gets people into trouble, you know. You know, and it brings it kind of to our next point where we said, you know, there are so many traps for our young players, aren't there? There's so yep. many things that they don't understand. Yeah. Um, so, you know, some some of the things that I was sort of looking at were um, online scams. You know, it's so easy to get yep. involved in online scams um, and they're literally designed to trick you into giving away your money, you know. Yep. Um, so well, I've got this saying that says you learn far more from pain than you ever do from pleasure and that's mm -hmm. definitely one you, you learn from pain. Uh, if you're yep. a smart person, you'll learn from somebody else's pain, not your own. Well, yeah. 
But the other thing too is when you're making big decisions, it's really important as a young person to ask adults for guidance. And I know that's really hard when you're 17 and, and the world's your oyster and you think you know it all. Yeah. Um, and if you don't want to ask your parents, ask, ask someone like it's it's so important. A lot of those people that we've talked about during this podcast had mentors, had people that they looked up to, that they respected, that they listened to. And it's really important to have someone in your life that you can go, hey, you know what, I'm thinking about doing this. What do you think? Is this a good idea? Or can, can I throw in a tip here? Sure. Like, because I remember at that age, I don't remember asking anybody for advice because I thought I knew it all. It's going to be a rock and roll star, you know? Yeah, yeah. But if you've got a job, why not ask your boss for some of the advice on some of those big decisions? Mm, because yeah. that will also make your boss think, wow, this is somebody I might take under my wing and nurture because they're actually showing some real maturity here. Yes. And this is somebody yes. who I, I can see working their way up the ladder in, in this business. Mm, mm. Yeah, so, great. Yeah, if great you're going to pick an adult to ask for advice on some of these big decisions, why not yep. ask your boss if you can't ask your parents or you know your grandparents? And while we're talking about getting help from people who will have more experience, and who will want to see you succeed with money, don't forget the Institute has a trained team of spending planners out there. And as you said, with a spending plan in place, you know, stupid debt is far less likely to happen. And with a spending planner on your team, you'll have professional help in setting up your spending plan properly. That's right. You can connect with a spending planner at findaspendingplanner.com. Thoroughly recommend people do that. Try, yeah. Um, and the other tip there too is to read everything before you sign it, you know, in yep. and, and even that even comes down to your employee contract. Yep. Right? So always read your employee contract. You've 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 started working for this um, for this mob, you need to know what you're signing, okay? Before you sign, make sure you understand what yep. you're signing. And if that, you don't that's understand a big one. yeah. Because it's not easy. You, no. you look at legal documents and it's like, oh yeah, where do I sign? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yep. Well, and never let yourself be pressured into signing anything that you might regret later on. No, well, that's exactly right. That's and right. that's definitely a place where, you know, the trap for young players kind of thing. Lambs to the slaughter is another, another little phrase that sort of probably applies here because there are unscrupulous people out there who will look at a young guy, a young girl, and go, mm -hmm. I, can, I can get them to buy this thing or sign up for this whatever. Yeah, yep. because I've got so much more life experience and they haven't, I, I you know, yep. lay down my there. So, yeah, asking other people's opinions and advice when someone's trying to sell you something is really good advice mm, mm, and mm. never let someone pressure you into, you know, always have a cooling off period. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, well, these are all good tips. Uh, I think you mentioned the shout at the pub before. I, I'm lucky because I've, I, tasted beer when I was 18 and spat it out. I couldn't work out why anybody wanted to drink that stuff. So <laughs> um, right. I never got sucked into shouts at the pub. You mentioned that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Study people who are rich and famous and find out what their life story was. That's, that's good advice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Something that you'll, a lot of people think that self-discipline is a big part of becoming wealthy mm. and, and having a successful life. But, yeah, self-discipline is, is like who wants to do self-discipline? Mm, mm. it, it's not an easy one, but I actually don't think self-discipline 
Yeah, look, and I only mentioned it here because so many people think it's a big part of money success. But I don't, you know, like if go over and sit in the corner there and try not to spend money, you know, self-discipline yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, self, <laughs> it's, it's self-discipline is not a solution unless you actually have a plan. Because mm, when yeah. you've got a plan, then it's okay, I'm going to stick to the plan. Yeah. Or I don't think I bother to stick to the plan. That's probably where self-discipline fits in if it's going to, if it's going to fit anyway. Well, yeah, and I think so. And and just on that, I'll just say, and I know we're running out of time very quickly, but um, my youngest client is 18, yep. right? And he started as an apprentice, a young apprentice. So he was on $40,000 a year, so a very base wage. Yep. Um, he had a goal and we, we put a plan in place for his money and his goal was to own his first home by 25. So he's 18. He's got a four-year apprenticeship, which was going to take him to 22 on a very low wage. He bought his first car, which was, you know, the, the trader ute, yep. which cost him, I think, $9,000. And, um, and he... Yeah, and he has yep. a plan to to have that first home. So he's he's got his goal in place. He's passionate about where he's leaving, where he's going to. And when he goes to the pub on a Friday night, it's like he has a certain amount of money that he will spend. He doesn't do the shout thing. He's like, once my money's run out, I go home. Yep. Okay. Great night, guys. See you later. You know, and I think you know we talked today about what's the most important message that we can give. Yep. Um, to our young people today and we're both parents you know we would have loved to have had a bit more knowledge back when when our kids were were 17 you know um, and, and that's what life's like isn't if, if I used to say to the year 12s when I was a high school teacher you know so these are the oldest ones about to leave school and towards the end of the year I remember saying to one class of, of boys I wouldn't swap ages with you guys for quids yeah and yep. they go, oh, why not, sir? And I said, because I really wouldn't want to be that dumb again, <laughs> which I probably shouldn't have said to them. I don't think they appreciated it, but that's exactly what you're talking about, isn't it? Like, mm. at, well, at not seven. Yeah, not dumb, but just uninformed, you know, and, and green around the edges. We wet green. around the ears. Yeah, yeah wet, around, wet around the ears or whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, and with so much to learn, you know. Well, I think we all recognise as we get older that if we'd, if we'd have known what we know now, Mm, life yeah. could have been a very different story but that's not how life gets lived so no, um no. so my my thing is and, and you and I are both passionate about what we do and and I, I would have to say I think that we're both experts in what we do mm-hmm. and I would encourage anybody to choose something that they are that they are passionate about that they that they love doing and become the expert in that topic because when you're the expert in the topic people come to you for advice, for help, for assistance. And if you if you love helping people and you love your topic, I mean, how can it get better than that if people are prepared to pay you top dollar because you're the go-to person, you can name your price, it's something that you love doing, and it's just like that's that's the ultimate goal to me. Mm, yeah. You know, someone who's just leaving school now, they think, well, I, you know, I love surfing. How could I make that? Well, you know, there are people who make a lot of money surfing. If you horses or cars or dresses or fashion or whatever it is that yep. you love, yep. focus on it, become the expert at it. Mm-hmm. And if, if you really are passionate, you'll become the expert. And later in your life, you'll be able to name your price. Mm-hmm. And I can't think of anything better than that. In fact, my, 
my best mate, I remember back in our band days, his granny used to say, you know, boys, if you love what you're doing, then you'll never work a day in your life. <laughs> Great advice from granny. I tell yeah. You. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, well, there's a few few bits and pieces that, I mean, this is a topic that we could talk about all year uh, and never get to the end of it because life has so many different parts mm. and so mm. many different people have got so many different ideas about what's the right way and the wrong way. So. Yeah, I think what we've tried to do here today is rather than give specialised uh, advice that, that might fit one person, we've tried to give generalised. Here are some tips. If you just left school, you're just starting out in your life, here's a few basics. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure that we're going to cover other basics that would apply to school leavers and, and adults alike as we go through our podcasting careers. Yeah. It's been really interesting, a great little chat. Uh, it's a, as I say, it's a huge topic and we've only, only scratched the surface, but we've given some thoughts and ideas, I, I hope, to help anybody at the start of a new adult life to build on. If any of our listeners sort of found this an interesting topic, but they've got questions that they would like us to answer relating to this, or if they've got questions or, or other topics they'd like us to discuss, happy to do that in future episodes. This is what they should do. If they're in our Facebook group, they should just put their questions up on the, on the Facebook, you know, where you put comments on Facebook there. Mm-hmm. If they're not members, they should join our Facebook group, absolutely. And then once they've um, done that, they can pop their questions in. How to join our Facebook group, just go and search for Succeed With Money Podcast on Facebook. That'll find us. And then put in a request to join the group and then they can put their questions in there. If they're not on Facebook, just send us an email, admin at spendingplannersinstitute.com, and that will get to us. So, better sign off. Succeed with Money is a podcast series by the Spending Planners Institute. I'm David Wright. Carol and Mose is my partner in crime here. We love doing what we do. I probably shouldn't call her a partner in crime. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I, you know, we've had great fun here today. We're looking forward to our next one where we'll bring another exciting discussion around another exciting topic, real life topic, and that'll be related to life and money. And we do this because, you know, nobody fails with money on purpose, but plenty of people fail with money and need some help. And that's our mission here with this podcast. So thanks for listening in everybody. And bye for now. Bye for now.